We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520 Radio. Recommended by New York State Assemblyman Ray Walter. We have the Republican leader of the New York State Assembly with us today, Brian M. Cole, very bright, gifted legislator who is thinking of running for the governor post of New York State. little information about him. He was born in 1952. He is a New York State Assemblyman from the 131st District and Republican leader of the Assembly. He was unanimously chosen as minority leader in 2009 following the resignation of Jim Tedisco. Brian Kolb, a Republican, has served in the Assembly since 2000 when he won a special election. The 131st District comprises all of Ontario County and portions of Seneca County in upstate New York. Our guest today, the Republican leader of the New York State Assembly, Brian M. Kolb. Let's talk about your role as the leader of the Republicans in the State Assembly. What exactly is your job all about, Brian Cole? Well, really, it's uh, basically two components. I, I always like to say uh, one is primarily uh, serving the constituents uh, back home, which is, you know, my office uh, focuses a lot on the various organizations and individuals and families and businesses in the community to try to interact with them see what their issues are, how can we be of help to them, whether it's navigating a problem with a state agency or any other sort of uh, bureaucracy. And uh, certainly you do that all year long, but a lot of that activity is generally done when we're out of uh, session. So when we're in session from January till July on a typical year, obviously uh, much of my activity is involved with Albany. Uh, going to take up legislation, have a variety of different uh, interactions with uh, various groups and individuals regarding the state budget, which is always the biggest piece. And, of course, then uh, legislation that may be done outside uh, the budget uh, process. And, you know, it's uh, they both interact, but certainly, uh, you know, depending upon uh, what day of week or what month it is, uh, one activity could take precedence over the other. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the prospective run for governor. We've learned that under Andrew Cuomo, one million people have left the state of New York under his father. 1.1 million people have left New York State. We were the most populous state in the United States. Now we're number four after California, Texas, and Florida. What is making you think of running for governor and can you win? leader, Brian Cole. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to say right up front, do I think it's possible for me to win? Absolutely. Uh, it, uh, Governor Cuomo, I know most people think because this is a blue state that that makes it uh, impossible to do. I would disagree uh, because I believe that there's a variety of different issues uh, to talk about and run on, especially as we're dealing with the ongoing issues of high property taxes and the economy and jobs 
the out-migration that uh, you refer to, which is uh, obviously uh, hurts all of us that are left behind because we have to pick up the slack in terms of paying for the taxes and uh, other uh, associations with these folks that have left the town and or left the state. And certainly I think that that resonates with uh, a lot of people when their kids and then their grandkids are not here. And, of course, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of people vote with their feet. When it's too expensive to live here, the economic opportunities aren't here. And uh, that's that's really just a tip of the iceberg when you look at why people are looking uh, for change. And certainly from my own personal perspective, I think my background, I've spent more time in the private sector. I've owned my own business with my partners. I've worked for small to large uh, technology companies uh, that have done work domestically and internationally. I've had local government experience as a town supervisor, county supervisor, and school board member. And of course, my legislative experience, and even more so as a legislative leader in Albany, I'd like to almost say I've seen it all, uh, but certainly I think that cross-section of experience, uh, I think, really is is the most important experience i think at least in some of the folks that have talked about running uh on our side is uh, i think i have the most experience in both the private sector public sector and local government very good good uh reason to run for the governor of new york state now you are the ranking minority member on the committee on rules in the new york state assembly you're on other committees too what exactly takes place in the Rules Committee, and what is your role, and what are you doing to protect the taxpayers of New York State on the Rules Committee? Well, first and foremost, the Rules Committee is the what has been referred to as the more the most powerful committee uh, in the Assembly. Uh, obviously, the person that chairs that committee is the Speaker of the House. It's Carl Hasty. Before that, it was uh, Sheldon Silver. I'm the ranking member, which means I'm the spokesperson for uh, the Assembly Republican Conference, also known as the Assembly Minority Conference. And, of course, in those committees, you know, this is the final committee, especially at the end of session, where all legislation must pass for final approval before it goes to the the floor of the Assembly for a potential vote. Uh, So really, in, in the minority's role is I think quite clearly is a watchdog, and and the watchdog uh, barks really loud when you <laughs> hear trouble coming, and that's what we do. And uh, but we also offer uh, legislative solutions and better ideas uh, to those ideas that are being proposed, either through the budget uh, or through legislation. That is actually the only committee I serve on because as legislative leader. Uh, I'm involved in so many different activities uh, on behalf of our conference uh, that you really, uh, uh, the committees are usually served by the rank and file of uh, both the Democrat and the Republican for the rest of the committees uh, in the state assembly. Now, there's a lot of talk about a constitutional convention in the state of New York, some people against, some people for. I understand the cost of that is very expensive. Is this going to help the unions, or is it going to control the unions? How do you see this uh, constitutional convention for it or against it? Well, I'm going to start off. Uh, I've been for it. I continue to be for it. I'm the only guy that's, I think, speaking out in the legislature 
and it's because I'm looking for anything that could possibly reform uh, state government. Uh, you know, wherever I travel, uh, I ask people in the audience, is New York State government working for you? Please raise your hand if it is. And usually not a hand goes up. So therein underscores that people are not satisfied with state government as a whole. So the Constitutional Convention, the short version is the voters, each and every one of us, get three swings of the bat uh, to decide if we have a convention, who serves in the convention, and then whatever they come up with in the convention, whether we say yes or no to those proposals. So all of New York State's registered voters get to vote three times if the convention is approved by the voters in less than two weeks from now. Now, I will tell you, there's a tremendous amount of money being spent uh, from special interest groups that are opposed to the convention. Uh, uh, public employees are being told they could lose their pensions, uh, which is on with people in people's fears, especially about their livelihoods. It, I don't believe, legal counsel doesn't believe that's even possible. Uh, so that's just a starting point. But even on the cost, people are throwing out numbers that it's going to cost $300 million. Uh, that's not true. Separate analysis are saying, you know, depending upon the length of the convention, uh, maybe around $50 million. And when you look at our overall state budget that's in excess of $150 billion with a B, $50 million seems to be a small price to uh, pay to shake up the status quo. And that's really what this is all about. If, if your listeners or our listeners are basically satisfied with everything that's going on, their, their tax levies, uh, the borrowing that's done, uh, the lack of accountability to uh, legislators in terms of term limits, uh, well, then, then they shouldn't vote for it. And basically all I'm trying to do is educate people as to what the possibilities are. Uh, and I have no personal stake in the game other than trying to have a better state government. And I've also, one of the other arguments that's been out there is, well, the same cast of characters that's in the legislature and the governor's office are going to be the same people in the convention. Well, uh, I actually have introduced legislation that prevents that. Uh, you can't prevent someone from running for the office, but you can prevent them from holding two offices. So if you want to be a delegate, that's fine and run for it, but you can't be an assemblyman or a senator or a governor or any other elected official and have and try to uh, hit the pocketbook twice uh, for salary or a dual role in the, in the process. So I have tried, and I've also taken money, uh, out of the election of the delegates with this legislation, I'm trying every single angle to really allow people to have a voice in changing state government. State government, and so I'm hoping that people will educate themselves at that. But unfortunately, it's a lot easier for people to just say, "Oh no, too many bad things could go wrong." Just vote no, and that's what people latch onto because they're fearful of change and fear that. Uh, someone might take away their pension or something bad could happen if the convention uh, is held. Very good. We're learning a great deal from the Republican leader of the New York State Assembly, very influential man, thinking of running for governor of New York State, Brian M. Kolb. If you're listening in Buffalo, Albany, or Long Island, or Washington, or Montreal, as we reach 17 states, Going down from Montreal to northern Florida, west of the Mississippi. We also receive letters as far away as New Zealand, 
in Scandinavia. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Always greeting letters from our Canadian and European listeners. We have a plug here for the Ampol Legal. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. You have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to mention that coming up on the Rusk Report, we're going to have Mo Nalon involved with the new USS Little Rock ship commissioning. Then a program on the Federal Hall in New York City recommended by John Katsimatidis. And then we'll have the Coats for Kids with Colvin Cleaners with Paul and Chris Polani. I'd like to thank those who called regarding former colleague of Brian Kolb, New York State Senator, retired Dale M. Volker, Reg Madison, District Governor of the Rotary, and Michael Blihash, who from Philadelphia is pushing the Buy American program nationally. Some more information on the Republican leader of the New York State Assembly thinking of running for governor, Brian M. Cole. He was born in Rochester, New York, received his Associate of Arts degree from St. Petersburg Junior College in 80, from 86 to 87. He was town supervisor for the town of Richmond and therefore was the on the Ontario County Board of Supervisors. In 96, he received his B.S. from Roberts Wesleyan College and continued on to receive his M.S. in 98. He became an adjunct professor at Roberts Wesleyan in 2000. He was co-founder of North American Filter Corporation as well as former president and COO of Refraction Technologies Corporation, Brian M. Cole, thinking of running for governor. Let's talk about the three men in the room. We've had the speaker, the Senate leader, and the governor always making decisions. Has this been enlarged to five men in a room? Are you at the table, Brian Cole? Well, actually, currently, no. Uh, and it went from three men in a room to what I call three and a half uh, men in the room. And the reason being is that uh, the inherent uh, top-down power structure has gotten worse, not better. And I'll give you an example. The two majorities each have their conference leader uh, that originally met with uh, the governor in past and in present. And then uh, a couple years ago, they invited uh, the leader of the Independent Democrat Conference uh, to join their party. And he has, uh, I think, seven or eight legislators in their conference total. Uh, the Assembly Republican Conference has uh, 42 members, and the Assembly Democrat Conference, uh, or I'm sorry, the Senate Democrat Conference, what is called the Mainline Conference, is about, I think, 26 or 27 members. The point being, one person that has eight people in their conference is at the table discussing a budget that affects all New Yorkers in the state, yet someone like myself, uh, who represents our conference with the second most highest number of members from across the state isn't part of the discussion. And it's not even about getting it our way 
or on every vote, winning every vote. It's just a matter of that we represent millions of New Yorkers from Buffalo, uh, all across the state, including New York City and, and Long Island and every region. And so those people should have a voice when you're discussing spending taxpayers' money of over $150 billion and what programs are going to be spent on, what areas are getting education money and transportation money and infrastructure money, uh, obviously money for libraries. These are very, very important uh, conversations to have. And the point is they don't want people in the room that are going to challenge some of these budget negotiations. And everybody knows my reputation uh, that I speak out very loudly and very forcefully in terms of when I uh, disagree with uh, some of the decisions that are being made with the taxpayers' money. And also our conference has been very proactive in terms of recommending different spending priorities. And just a couple quick examples. Um, a couple of years ago, the two majorities and the governor uh, decided to count or to cut ninety million dollars in funding for the developmentally disabled out of the budget. The Assembly Republican Conference stood up, debated it, uh, literally verbally uh, uh, beat the carpet uh, with these decisions, and eventually the money was restored. And even this past year, we fought hard to increase the uh, wages for beef fair to direct care workers, those workers that are directly. Um, uh, serving clients and families with the developmentally challenged uh, individuals and clients. Uh, that the governor arbitrarily increased uh, through administrative, increasing fast food workers' uh, pay scale without uh, looking at people that serve a very important and needed population in our state. These are the types of things that our voices, my voice should be at this table because it's not just me. Uh, members of, across our conference uh, have, have got a lot to say about where we should be spending our money, and that's our role is to speak out. And it would be a lot better if uh, we were in that room when they start negotiating the budget to have someone that's not in there to go along and get along and see what sort of uh, financial benefits they can gather for their conferences. For those who just tuned in to the Rusk Report, our guest is the Republican leader of the New York State Assembly, Brian M. Kolb. He's contemplating a run for governor. If you're listening in Syracuse, Buffalo, or Manhattan to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, drop us a note. Brian Rusk, ESPN, AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And we always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about Brian Kolb. He was chosen a special election held in 2000 and re-elected ever since that time. Brian Kolb serves as ranking minority member on the Committee on Rules and is a member of several other standing committees. He's also a member of the advisory board for the Ontario ARC, a member of the Sons of the American Legion the Knights of Columbus, and he was recommended to be on this program by New York State Assemblyman Raymond Walter, our guest Brian Kolb, Republican leader of the New York State Assembly. Let's talk about uh, taxes. In 2014, you were honored with the 100 Pro Jobs rating from the NFIB, highest-ranked New York legislative leader. We have enormous taxes in New York State. 
over 6% state income taxes, and then for the people who make more money, there's another couple percent on top of it, in addition to the people who are listening in New York City who pay a city tax. Uh, is there any effort by the Republicans in the New York State Assembly and Senate to put us in the middle of the state tax situation nationally instead of being on top? Let's hear from you, Leader Brian Kolb. I think first and foremost, there's been some effort uh, to try to reduce the income tax brackets uh, for those people in the in the middle class arena. Uh, certainly, uh, people would say that those that don't make a lot of money don't pay a lot of taxes, uh, but we in, live in a very high-cost, high-tax state. It's very difficult to get by, even on the paychecks in New York, because of high property taxes, high utility costs, uh, gasoline taxes. Uh, you name it, uh, it's not, it's not inexpensive to live here, and it's even more, in, it's even more expensive to live in New York City. And the answer has always been about, uh, in Albany and is let's just tax the wealthy more. And those are the folks that have the most mobility. Those are some of the folks that are moving out of New York now that can afford to. And so if you have a billionaire and there's a guy that, a name that should be known in Western New York, Tom Galisano yeah. from Rochester. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's very been very generous with his charitable donations over the years. He moved to Florida and saved himself, uh, I think it was somewhere around $13,000, $14,000 a day in taxes by moving from New York State to Florida. So now what is Tom Galisano's doing? He's The money he's saving, he's now... Uh, making charitable contributions and donations to uh, various uh, institutions in the state of Florida. And my point is, when that revenue stream leaves the state, who's going to left picking up that shortage if you're not reducing spending? And to me, we don't have a revenue problem. We have a, uh, we have a spending problem. Uh, New York State, just like Washington, doesn't do enough to say, wait a minute, let's take a time out. Where do we need to spend money? Where can we be more efficient? Where can we be more cost-effective? Uh, how can we reduce property taxes uh, in terms of the cost? And I think that's that's the dilemma that a lot of elected officials think about. Well, we won't worry about uh, cutting costs because that's hard work. We're just going to raise more taxes. So then the, the main target is the wealthy uh, who have the easiest ability to pick up roots and move someplace else or transfer their businesses to other locations. And that's really why I think we need to have more of a dialogue on how we can deliver uh, services to the people of the state more efficiently and more effectively. And that's not doing cut, slash, or burn. That's just being more, uh, you know, obviously putting our heads together to come up with better ways and opportunities. And, and as far as I'm concerned, we should be guarding everybody's taxes because we want people to keep their businesses here, stay here, help the charitable causes, and any time you have an, uh, a bad tax environment, which we do in the state compared to other states in the nation, uh, it's tough to get people to want to stay here. And our tax climate right now in New York State is ranked 49th out of 50. That means terrible. bad ranking. Terrible. It's terrible. Um, $100 in New York State gets you less than every state but Hawaii. Uh, again, we're ranked 40. Uh, uh, ninth in, in this uh, in this category, New York State doesn't rank at the top of anything in terms of positive news, and those are metrics that are not political. 
This isn't about Democrat, Republican measurements. These are separate tax foundations and, and not-for-profits that do these analyses. So, uh, you know, that's, these aren't my words. These are uh, the words of professionals that analyze these metrics all across the country. Let's talk about something that many people found very much in poor taste, ill-mannered. The current governor of New York State took the name off of the Tappan Zee Bridge in memory of former Governor Malcolm Wilson and instead put his father's name on that bridge. Isn't that an insult to the Malcolm Wilson family? He was governor of New York. He was named after him to take his name off. He never did anything wrong. Isn't that offensive to you, Brian Kolb? Well, now is it offensive? I absolutely voted against it. And when this bill was first introduced uh, during session at midnight uh, with a message of necessity, that's adding insult to injury. And this is about promoting Governor Cuomo's family name. There was absolutely no credible reason uh, to, to, to change the name on this bridge from Malcolm Wilson, a prior governor who served uh, this state uh, with dignity. And there, there's plenty of other things. If you want to name something after your father, go ahead and do it. Um, but in this particular case, this was about extorting the legislature and saying, look, I'm, you want to do these sales tax bills, and I want this bridge name for my father. It's unconscionable. Uh, and the fact that the Governor Cuomo has put out there that he wanted to spend uh, over $200 million dollars for a light display on bridges uh, when we've got a property tax burden that's suffocating people all over the state. It's the wrong priorities. And this is the sort of thing that has prompted me to seriously look at uh, putting my hat in the ring for governor is because I would bring a much more balanced, common-sense approach, looking out for everyday uh, people in our state, the families that are suffering under a high cost of college or high cost of property taxes or income taxes or gasoline taxes. We've got to make this state much more attractive. And part of that is making it financially attractive. And I don't believe that Governor Cuomo has accomplished that. Yes, uh, we have 30 seconds left. How do you explain it to the grandchildren of Governor Wilson that his name was taken off for the governor to get publicity to run for president? Uh, basically, explain it was a it was a political decision that w- should never have been done. And for those, and, and there are people who have voted for it in the legislature. I I disagree with it, but they tried to do it in a way that made it political, so it made it very tough for them uh, to say no. But in my particular case, I thought saying no was much more important uh, rather than saying yes. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close at the recommendation of New York State Assemblyman Ray Walter. We're honored to have the Republican leader of the State Assembly who is thinking of running for governor of New York State, Brian M. Kolb. Again, any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production for the past 15 years, and thank you for enlightening us so much. Republican leader of the State Assembly, Brian M. Kolb. Have a great week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.